All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are not starting with the big box today. We're starting with the small box. Here, let me just go ahead and take it to uh, where we want to go. We're going to be talking about some great developments happening in the Monero ecosystem today. And somebody had reached out to me yesterday asking if I could talk about this in a video. Well, he specifically said a clip, but we're going to make a video. We're nice here, and this is great news. So we need some great news with everything going on out there. We need some radiant lighthouse shining beams of light upon the dark seas and waters out there, which are becoming ever more turbulent. And I think this is one way to do that. And that's why we love Monero. There's just so much good news happening in the ecosystem that it does give you hope about the future. And um, today we're going to talk about why it's giving light and I think some hope to Chinese citizens who are undergoing some pretty severe uh, financial authoritarianism over in China. And it's going to give hope to us because at some point that's likely going to come here. So I want to start by talking about this new Monero bounty system. Uh, this is a system which allows people to fund more particular initiatives. Um, as he says here, he says this is not a replacement or alternative to CCS but rather a distinct platform to propose and fund smaller and more concise work on specific pain points, bugs, and feature requests around the Monero ecosystem. So this is good. If you don't know what CCS is, the Community Crowdfunding System, it is the uh, voluntary donation-based um, initiative uh, you know, platform, I guess you could say. I, I, botch that but basically if people have ideas as to how they can grow the Monero e ecosystem in the community they can introduce an idea to there and you know you've got ideas here Italian Mastering Monero I'm guessing that's a translation of the great book Mastering Monero which I haven't read yet I know I need to but uh, you know you propose an idea uh, once your idea has been approved by the crew it goes to the funding level and it looks like this guy just needs 0.01 XMR, so if you, one of you guys want to be his here of the day, go ahead and check that out. Monero Observer News website. Cool. And then uh, once you get your funding and you start off on your journey to do whatever it is that you set up to do, you'll be head, held to account. You've got to complete your milestones that you lay out in your proposal. So it's a very, um, you know, holds your feet to the fire type system. Nobody just takes this money and runs off with it, as far as I understand. A lot of people are held to uh, account with that which they say that they're going to do, which is fantastic. And then, of course, you've got the completed task so that we can all celebrate together on the great things that are happening. So, a lot of great things done because of the community. And this is one of the great things about Monero, is because it's donation-based, because it's crowdfunded, uh, and in many cases voluntary, it is completely compliant with the law. Um, there's no development tax. There's no pre-mine. There's no sketchy ways that the projects are being funded, which means that there's no particular person to go after. And you can't go after the community. You can't go after the network because it's completely decentralized. And there's no uh, you know, centralized finance element to all this. And we talked about that with Arctic Mine. Go check out our interview. That's why he says Monero is one of the most legally compliant coins out there is because of this wonderful ecosystem of voluntarism that is a hallmark of the Monero community. So this is fantastic. And in particular, this person who reached out to me wanted me to talk about 
this initiative that he has going. I'll go ahead and make my screen smaller so you can see this, but uh, or maybe not. I don't want you to see my wallets. <laughs> uh, so he says, translate Bitcoin, Monero Atomic Swap Guides to Chin- Chinese Mandarin. Uh, so he wants to teach the Chinese how to do Monero Bitcoin Atomic Swaps. And this is fantastic. Now, why do they want to do this? Well, it's because they just had their ban. You know what I mean? And everybody should be, uh, everybody should have the access to do this because this is going to become, I think, a big phenomenon in the crypto community, not just the Monero community, but a big phenomenon in the entire crypto space uh, because the clamps are coming down on crypto. And the valuable importance of Monero and other Freedom Coins is going to become rather obvious. As we've talked about a lot on this channel, I'll link some video up there so you can check it out and get a DL on that. But uh, the reality is that in China especially now, and this is probably going to come to the United States, it's becoming ever more difficult to translate uh, value, transact value, in cryptocurrency because of the raw of the central bank digital currencies and because of you know the freedom uh, sentiment that a lot of these cryptos provide to people um, and these authoritarian governments they don't like that too much they want to keep the clamps down as is becoming rather obvious to just about everybody um, so Monero atomic swaps it's a way to move your public cryptos, your public blockchain cryptos, which are totally tracked and traced, over to a private crypto, which allows you to actually transact value with your fellow man without having any third parties looking at what it is you're doing and not having you get permission to transact. And we're seeing that more in the Bitcoin community uh, with OFAC blacklisting certain Bitcoin addresses and, um, you know, with the ever-growing forensics analytical companies looking into the blockchain, reporting that information to governments and to exchanges, tainting Bitcoins, etc. So uh, Monero is going to become ever more important. And I imagine this isn't just going to be for Bitcoin. This is going to be translated for uh, most cryptos in the space. And so I think you're going to see a big flood into Monero, um, especially as the financial authoritarianism continues with the rollout of central bank digital currencies, which we talked about in a video a few days ago. So go check that out, get the DL on that. But uh, this is very bullish for Monero. This is very bullish if we can get the word to the Chinese that this can be done. Now, I talked about this in a video a couple days ago, the bullish Monero Chinese crackdown video. I imagine... A lot of the Chinese people, because the internet's totally tracked and traced over there, they have a very tight clamp on that. I imagine what's probably going to happen, and we talked to a pretty uh, tech-savvy guy on the internet about this on Twitter. He was saying that a lot of Chinese people are going to open up virtual private servers, which allow you to essentially be on the internet in another country, like Switzerland or something like this, and then uh, open up a wallet to get access to crypto. Um, or get access to an exchange, etc. And so that is going to be very valuable. Uh, and I imagine that's going to continue. Now, I'm again, I'm not that much of a tech guy. So how they do that, I don't know. But wherever there is a demand, there's going to be a supply of an answer. And um, or whenever there's a problem, there is going to be 
demand for an answer and somebody will supply. Right. So that's what I meant to say. Uh, but yeah, people are going to figure out a way to do this. This is the nature of the human desire for freedom. And if there is a way to do this, people are going to teach each other how to do this. And the information about this is going to get out. And then uh, freedom will live on, right? So that's the hope. That's the anticipation. I think there is some physics behind that. Um, but we need to fund these types of initiatives to translate this wonderful information into Chinese uh, so that they could learn how to do this and so that they could have a fighting chance. And it's going to be great for Monero. So there's that, and there are developments going on in the atomic swap space as well. Uh, swap fee, an atomic swap user interface for Bitcoin to Monero swaps. Uh, so this guy just got started up a few days ago, XMR Swap Me. Go follow him on Twitter. He's got some good stuff. But it looks like it's becoming ever more uh, integrated into idiot-proof user interfaces, I guess you could say, uh, to initiate Bitcoin to Monero atomic swaps. And this is really, really good. You can't stop the swap. That's right. Uh, so if you guys don't know what an atomic swap is, it's basically a way to trustlessly trade your Bitcoin for Monero without a third party, privately uh, without third parties, trustlessly, permissionless, etc. So he says here, if you want the technical breakdown, atomic transaction is an indivisible and irreducible series of database operations that enter that either all occurs or nothing occurs. So it's not like, you know, I send you my Bitcoin and then I have to trust that you're going to send me the Monero. It's like, you know, it either happens or it doesn't happen. And so it definitely takes a lot of the trust out of that situation. A guarantee of atomicity, that's a cool word, prevents updates to the database occurring only partially. So that's great. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about here. It's very binary. It either goes through or it doesn't. And it's on-chain as well. And we talked about why this was important in the video that we did yesterday or a couple of days ago uh, talking about unrealized capital gains taxes and other taxes which are coming to um, the U.S., the West, and the cryptosphere in general. And we talked about global taxes as well. It's going to go global because we're going into a global government type situation. But um, you're not going to want to be on these public blockchains. You're not going to want to be on the public blockchains where they can see your balances, they can see your gains, and they could tax it. It's going to be very important to have private crypto. And that's one of the reasons why they're not regulating it, by the way. Like, I, I, I'm seeing this uh, clip move its way around the internet from the Bitcoin bros. They're, <laughs> they're looking at Jerome Powell saying, oh, we don't have any intentions on regulating crypto the way that Chinese did. Uh, we don't have any intentions to ban it. First off, why would you listen to Jay Powell, the head of the Federal Reserve, and think that there is some scintilla of truth in that man? <laughs> okay, he runs the most powerful institution on earth, and his job is to lie to the planet and convince them that there isn't a catastrophic problem that they caused, which is coming imminently. And so his whole deal is to lie. I don't know why anyone would look at Jay Powell, say, oh, we're not going to ban crypto, and say, I trust that guy. He's not going to ban crypto, or the government's not going to ban crypto, especially now that Janet Yellen is the head of the Treasury Department, who was the head of the Federal Reserve, who had the same job as Jay Powell did. And she totally lied all the time. She said that there was not going to be another financial crisis in her lifetime. Now she's old. She's old. So maybe, uh, you know, she meant that. Maybe that was a bad, bearish case for her lifespan when she said that. I don't know. But 
we definitely had a few, <laughs> right? We had the repo crisis of 2019. We had the crisis of 2020 because of the bug. And we have an inflation crisis now that they don't want to talk about because they're responsible for it. So um, they keep thinking that the government is going to be on their side in regards to this stuff. I don't know when they're going to let that up. But as more people wake up to the fact that the government isn't on their side and they're going to try to regulate this stuff and they're going to try to make it rather difficult for you to have this be a successful freedom movement. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about you and your freedom. It's not so much about you and your gains. They don't mind you getting, you know, a good bit of coin in order to, you know, stay silent and unaware of the glowing or growing crypto new world order, which is being built all around you. Uh, if the gains, you know, entice you to just have your head in the sky and not aware of the dangers which lurk all around you, then they're going to... Um, be okay with that. They're not going to regulate it out of existence because if they were to do that, well, what's going to happen? They're going to then have a lot of people move into cryptos like Monero, right? And so if they keep Bitcoin in its place, they keep it as a capital asset so that they can tax it and get some revenues from it. And to make it really difficult also for you to use it as a medium of exchange, uh, which is what happens when you tax it as a capital asset. If you use it as a currency, which is what cryptocurrency, by the way, is supposed to be, well, then you have to keep track of every single transaction that you make. You've got to keep track of your gains and your losses, and it becomes really burdensome to use it as a currency. But Monero, you don't really have that problem because nobody even knows you have it. Nobody even knows you're transacting in it, which is fantastic. And if they were to come out against Bitcoin, again, a lot of people would run into Monero and some of these other coins in the freedom coin sector. So, um People are waking up to this. People are waking up to this, and atomic swaps are going to be key. Now, one question that I do have, one question that I do have is if the Chinese want to use atomic swaps to get into Monero, are those Bitcoins which are coming from Chinese-linked addresses, are those going to be considered tainted? Are those going to be considered problematic by OFAC, maybe, uh, or the exchanges. I, that's a question that I have because it's illegal to transact crypto over there, which essentially means it would be illegal, as far as I understand, to use this atomic swap apparatus to trade your Bitcoin for Monero. I mean, that's probably considered illegal in China. So if you're breaking the law in China by trading your Bitcoin, will that illegal act translate to that Bitcoin being flagged by other uh, governments, by other entities, FATF, for example, which works closely with OFAC. That is a question that I have. That is a question that I have. And I'm not sure about that. And again, we've talked about this before where there's some speculation as to whether or not um, a lot of the Monero bros are going to want to trade their Monero for Bitcoin. I think you're going to have a lot more traffic coming from Bitcoin into Monero than vice versa. Um, because the people who are already in Monero right now, I think they very clearly understand the value of what it is they're holding. And a lot of people don't understand the value of it yet. And the fact that we have a tight community of pretty smart, on-the-ball people, and a lot of people hold Monero through the dips, through the lack of price appreciation, etc. They are the hardcore believers, Right. And they know where this is going. And so given that Monero likely has a lot more upside than Bitcoin, being aware of everything that we've talked about here on this channel, 
then why would you want to facilitate an atomic swap from Bitcoin or, or excuse me, into from Monero into Bitcoin? Uh, are a lot of people going to opt to do that? Now, there are certain benefits you get from having Bitcoin, right? You can post your Bitcoin as collateral. You can loan it out for like, what, 4 to 5% on BlockFi or something like this. You could use it on the Lightning Network and places like El Salvador. I'm not saying that there aren't some uh, competitive advantages Bitcoin has over Monero right now, right now. Um, maybe that'll change in the future. But just something to think about. Just something to think about from my perspective. So... Go give this guy a fall. They're doing great work. And here is more detail on how this works. If you want to check that, this is on GitHub. I'm not a GitHub user. Again, low IQ, right? <laughs> or at least not very much into the uh, understanding of all this stuff, right? But here's how this stuff works. If you want to check it out, it goes into the deets. And just looking at the pictures, because I'm a picture book kind of guy when it comes to a lot of this stuff, uh, it looks very uh, easily understood, even by somebody like me. You know, you've got your balance here. It tells you how much you're swapping. It tells you updates on how your swap is going, whether the swap has failed, uh, the swap history so that you can sort of see uh, when you... Oh, it doesn't have a date on there. Okay, so that's interesting. Why would you need a date? Nobody knows you're doing it, I guess. Uh, and then you could find sellers and things like this. So it's really growing. The ecosystem is growing. They're making it easy for people like me, and that is really, really good. So again, guys, go check out this initiative here on the Bounty Program and check out some other things on the Bounty Program. They're doing great work. And so, yeah, that's it. Short video. We've got many more to do today. I'm going to try to get two more videos out. Um... So I got to talk about the digital currency group. There's a funny joke behind that I'll talk about in that video. But that's it, guys. My name is Mateo. Speaking of donation, check out the addresses below um, in the description section. And then check us out on social media. I'm using Telegram more. Telegram's pretty based. Uh, they're very free speech oriented, even though I know it's not that private. It's not as private as they say. But, uh, yeah, check out that stuff down there. Check us out on Odyssey, Gab, Twitter, uh, Podbean, where we've got the MP3 downloads etc. So good to have you guys here. See you next time.